Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings and welcome in on a Thursday morning. It's July 13th, 2023. Right now, we have got 66 degrees in the capital city starting out your day. And no big storms headed our way this morning, unlike uh, unlike yesterday. No more wind storms, that is. But do have uh, warm temperatures, uh, but we'll be back into the uh, upper 80s. Probably won't even hit 90, and that is the case all the way out until probably middle of next week here. So a little bit of a uh, little bit of bringing down, but I mean, let say it with me. It's not necessarily the heat; it's the humidity with all of that, and so that'll be kind of be the key for these next few days. Uh, on this Thursday morning, got a good show. We've got uh, tickets for you to go to see Motley Crue, Def Leppard, and Alice Cooper that are going to be playing in Omaha. Over at the baseball stadium there in Omaha. That's coming up in a few weeks here. So if you want to win that, be listening for your cue to call at 710. Be counting down the five things people are talking about today with your morning drive. And the Grow Lincoln team will be joining us a little bit later where they'll tell us about new restaurants, retail businesses coming into the city of Lincoln that they've uncovered with their research and uh, Greg Sharp Sharp is going to be off he's kind of in his uh slow time of year and doing some vacationing right now before we kick back into football mode in a few weeks here so Greg Sharp off today he won't be joining us during his regular spot so that's what we've got on tap for you on a Thursday morning good morning Mark Vale in the KLIN newsroom right here what do we uh what do we have as, uh, what are we working on there in the newsroom today? Well, I was uh, just looking at uh, the Grow Lincoln rundown for today, and I didn't realize I missed this one. Uh, but uh, the Lincoln Airport's got a buy one, get one free on some tickets yes. today. Yes, they do. Yeah, I saw that. And I'm going, wow, so two for one. Yeah, I saw well, I sort of, kind of. Yeah, it's to, fifty. If you buy two tickets, it's fifty percent off each one. So yeah. okay, well, yeah. In the end, I suppose that is the same way. Buy buy uh buy one get one free, but they change how they they bill it up things. Um, yeah. So you've got to book them. So if you're thinking about taking one of these trips on Today's the new the, the new airline, you've got to get it booked by today yeah on, on this, this on this brochure on the, uh, yeah on, on this, this on this uh, promotion, promotion, if you want yeah. basically half off of the price of two combined tickets you can do that uh they were i saw they were advertising yesterday they're still available to get out to minneapolis with the flights that are set up specifically for the game where you fly out wednesday game thursday back friday yeah so you can still um i wonder what those what that what the price of those are if those are uh, some of those Minneapolis flights are really cheap. I don't know if those are in that same range or not, but so still an opportunity if you wanted to get down there and see Matt Rule's opener in Minneapolis. You you basically just have to you know you'd have to find yourself some tickets and find yourself someplace to stay in uh, in Minneapolis. But the flight itself probably isn't going to run you a ton to actually get down there. It's so, so convenient. Well, it's the cheapest ones to get. 
because the the cheapest ones are sold out. Oh, so you got to go, go the next level up. So you got to go the That's next level on the on that particular flight. So it would be 124. <laughs> is that you the can't, you can't is drive. that the before the discount or is that a single a single ticket That's regular before. price? That's regular price. 124. So 60. So 62 each. So. And then coming, that's one way though. And then coming back again, the cheapest one is sold out. It's ninety four to come back. Okay, so well, the real quick math: that's two hundred fifty for a single ticket round trip. So one twenty five for a single ticket round trip if would that, be the half price. If and, the bogo, applies yeah, if the bogo would apply to it, so that's about two hundred fifty for two people to go round trip mm-hmm. to to Minneapolis. So still a pretty pretty it's decent still not deal there bad. um but you could also probably look through if they're offering it on other flights you can look through and probably find some some particularly cheap ones already that you can take well yeah if you, if you go out on the monday instead you can go up for 34 bucks <laughs> can you they're gonna get these down to where you, you just bring like cha- your change bucket that you've got on your <laughs> nightstand you're paying for flights with here at this point just empty that thing out uh, you, you know you owe us uh you owe us nineteen dollars and eight eighty three cents well i think i have that here <laughs> <laughs> and with a Powerball jackpot going up for Saturday because nobody won it last night, no, no. You, you win that, you can afford to take a couple more trips. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely true. I, my, uh, I, you talk about those change buckets that I was talking about paying a flight to Minneapolis to. That used to be one of the joys of my life probably every... Oh, I don't know. Every four months, maybe, mm-hmm. is taking the change bucket into the bank and getting a little influx in the, the entire... Boy, the, we loved that in college. The, the entire dance of, first number one, getting the big Ziploc bag usually, right? I don't know if that's how everyone else does it. Getting the zip, big Ziploc bag, pouring everything in there, making sure there aren't any random paper clips or screws or all of the other random things that end up in there, uh, making sure you don't have any of that in there, and then bringing it in and then looking at it. And sometimes a lot of the tellers, when you go, they'll be like, well, how much do you think it is? And you're like, I kind of want to lowball it because I don't want to be disappointed when I do this whole thing. But it's still, I mean, it still is always more than you think, Mm -hmm. basically. It's always one of those those good surprises in life. And I mean, you can have a full bag that's fifty percent pennies, or you can have a full bag that's ninety percent quarters. Yeah, that be obviously a giant is, difference. That's obviously a huge difference. But that, then they'll bring back that slip of paper, and then they'll be like, "Well, how much do you think it is?" And you're like, "I don't know, forty three dollars." They're like, "No, sixty two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've had one under a hundred. Really, a couple years. Wow, you wait a long time then, or else you just about, got, about every six months. About every six months, I the, just don't end up with enough change. I don't. I used to be like I said about that that often, but I don't. It's probably once a year now, if that, for me. And it's not the big, it's not the big pile of it that I used to take as well. But it's always one of the joys in life. The one I uh, always had fun with back when I was doing a lot of road work uh, travel. It, it's called never spend a dollar bill. And every time you got a $1 bill, you put it in an envelope and you, you just kept doing that. Uh, and you pick your time frame, you know, a month or two months and just see how many ones you can end up. <laughs> and, and boy, that, that would add up in a hurry. Yeah. Yeah. So then, then what'd you do with it eventually? Well, I'd cash it in like for at birthday time or to get somebody a gift. Same way or, you would do a change. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Buy a new vehicle or something. Uh, so they're moving uh, Fan Day for Nebraska football into the air conditioning, everybody. Hey! Hawks Championship Wow! Side. July 30th. Forever that event has been out at Memorial Stadium, and they will change that this year, and they're going to put it indoors in the Hawks Championship Center. Now, people can still go into Memorial Stadium. They're going to have they it open, still go in and take, take pictures, pictures and stuff. Yeah. Um, any, and you probably, if you're going to get there early and wait in line, you're probably going to be standing outside too. Yeah. Anyway, until they open the doors at three o'clock, I believe it's three, three to, to five. five, three to five. Then they're going to get them out of there. But I saw the other interesting thing about this is there is going to be, you know, the, the coach's line is always the biggest, which is always a little surprising to me as a kid. When I was a, when I was a fan and we, We called it, it was called Autograph Day then. We called it Autograph Day. And first of all, you know, Tom Osborne was the coach at that time. I was way more excited about the players than I was the coach. (laughs) Like, I was way more. But the other funny thing is the way it was organized then is so different than how it was now because it really wasn't organized then. You just have individual players, like, milling about the entire the field, Mm -hmm. essentially. It was more like a meet and greet. Yeah, And then people, crowds of people would just start surrounding them (laughs) and asking them for for autographs. So I remember you. I I remember that very well. But it always is interesting to me that whether no matter who the coach is, whether it's Ben Pelini or Riley or Frost, and now Matt Rule, um, even back to Bill Callahan, like the biggest desire for the autograph, the biggest line at those things. And it's been a few years since I've been to one, since my kids were interested in going to one. But the biggest line is for the coach, not the players. So much so that they're instituting a lottery this year mm-hmm. to get into the line to meet the new coach. And you've also got to be a kid to be in that line. You have to be entering 8th grade or younger. They'll take about 400. You have to sign up at huskers.com slash autograph line. We have a link to that in the story at klin.com. But you have to sign up by this next by the 24th, so two Mondays from now. And then two days later, they will notify the selected families. Okay, I, I, that's great. But uh, man, uh, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it with the with the kids anymore. Why do you? No offense to Matt Rule, but why the heck do you want Matt Rule instead of an actual football player? Why is that? What 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 has changed at that point that the coach the coach is such a celebrity over top of the actual players because. I don't think I even ever, I I think I probably still, if you go down in my old stuff in the basement, I probably have some of those sheets or little footballs that I got, and it's all it's all players over the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Who cares about the coaches? Maybe they hope they get written into the estate at some point. It's probably going to be a lot bigger for the coach. Maybe. I think I got a coach's autograph one time, and it would have been a few years ago, Tom Osborne was going across the state with uh, in. He he was talking a lot about teammates. Yeah, and he had stopped in Carney, and I grabbed his book and got it autographed for my then girlfriend's father. Mm-hmm. And he loved that. That got me in real good. By the way, <laughs> you you get a to autograph on a book. Nice. The dads like that. Nice. So I I got him that. That's the only time I've gone through I, to get the coach's autograph, and it wasn't even for me. I was at. I went to uh, Tom Osborne spoke at a FCA event that my dad took me to when I was probably six years old. And Hashtag I, pastor's kid. Yeah, and I got the like the program afterwards. My dad brought me up, and I got his autograph then. But 
But I'll tell you what, if Turner Gill would have been there, that would have been the first person I was going. Mike Rozier and Turner Gill were there. They were the ones I would have been going to. No offense, T.O., if you're listening this morning. I mean, when I was I think in, he's probably glad to hear that, to be honest. When I was in kindergarten or first grade, and they did the Go Big Read stuff, and they would have Husker players there. It didn't matter who the Husker players were. I wanted yeah. their autograph. They were the Husker players. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, a lot of times you would get them signed, and you're like, You'd look at the autograph afterwards, you'd be like, who is this? <laughs> One, I can't read this. Right. Two, no idea who that guy was. <laughs> right, Ex- exactly. Has anybody ever asked either of you for your autograph? Uh, for an actual autograph? Yeah, know. yeah. back back when I played sports. You played sports? Back, back in college, there there would be times where we would do certain camps and kids would ask. Camp, or nobody gets I was in a- high school well, the thing playing is, basketball. Nobody asks for autographs anymore. They ask for pictures now. So. Pictures is the pictures are the new autographs, right? Yeah, pretty much. Well, and it's if you're if you're asking for an autograph, you're either attempt you're either going to display something, or you're going going to sell it. A picture is much more personal because like you're right. in it, or your kid is in it, or or family member, or somebody you know, those types of things. Right, but like people like y- y- people of a certain age don't even have a. I, I don't even know if they've got the the impulse to go get an autograph like for this is a super random instance but i was at omaha marriott hotel years ago and the wwf was in town now called the wwe and the wrestler hillbilly jim i spotted (laughs) in the lobby of the omaha marriott it was a guy who wore overalls and the straw hat and stuff and i spotted him and i came up to him and i asked him first thing my first thought was i was like i gotta find a piece of paper uh, and so I just took a little flyer that they had out in the hotel lobby and got a pen and had him sign it. And that was my first, first impulse whatsoever. I don't even know if people even have that impulse anymore to just get random things signed anymore. No. Nope. And then I just kept them together. Uh, probably like Caleb. I mean, uh, a book or they're the author. I mean, you know, we had a lot of people at the event that we had here, what, a couple of years ago with Brian Kilmeade, where people were lining up yeah. to buy his books and get them signed. Yeah, I guess but they also a, took pictures too. Yeah, yeah. But that, a signing of a book is kind of a still a thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's the picture now. You got to get the picture. The amount of pictures that celebrities have to pose for all the time, and they get they get like a real you, you know you've seen it sometimes before is they have a like a a stance they get into every single time. Like if Trump takes a picture with someone, he always gives the thumbs up yeah. right in front of it. Right. Well, if I take a picture with Matt Rule and I post that to social media. That'll get a lot more run than showing this football signature right, just from it. Matt Rule. Exactly. exactly. Uh, the other story I saw yesterday that I thought is uh, interesting, we're starting to get legislative candidates who are declaring uh, for 2024 for different parts of the state, um, including one here in Lincoln we can, we can touch on here, um, maybe a little bit later in the show. But interesting one is happening in uh, District... 23 which is uh announced and you don't even live in the district yeah saunders colfax uh most of butler county is district 23 if you're not familiar uh but a man named jacob wolf has announced that he is running for the uh seat for number 23 for district 23 uh he does not live there at this point uh so he announced his candidacy a couple of weeks ago had a kickoff last week but he is a registered voter in Douglas County uh, in the Omaha area. At that point, that is a District 6. That's Senator Michaela Cavanaugh's district right now. But he's basically saying, 
I'm trying to uh, trying to get a purchase done that will get me into the district with a residence there in the district that is not done yet, and there are some things that are holding it up right now. But his plan is to now the the state law basically all it says is you have to have been in the district for a year prior to the election. So the election is still not until November of 2024. So uh, I I believe he just has to get in get his home purchased and has to become an official resident there over the course of the next three to four months to actually have this happen. So are, but that's are, a new one. That's yeah. a new one to me. So along that line, are you registered here in Lincoln, or are you registered in Gage County at your uh, uh, summer? I definitely don't vote both both places. Okay. That's for sure. Because no. you spend a lot of time. Yes. Right? No, there's a lot of controversy over where my domicile is, especially this time of year. But but no, I do I do still still vote in Lincoln. Okay. And yes, that's that's very true. Wow. It may su- surprise people in Beatrice, but given how much I'm there at the vacation home and given what a you know how much that that has impacted the economy down there, but no, I'm a I'm a Lincoln voter there. Just just wanted to clear the air because there was some questions that cir- uh, were circulating. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So uh, so there you go. Oh, by the way, if you were wondering, he's a registered non-party, but he's changing his registration to Republican at this point. So that's what he do. So that's what he's doing. So hopefully he'll get his uh, he'll get his. Uh, his residential property by Wahoo that he needs to be in this district so he can run for it. Even if he doesn't get a body, no rent, no, rent a place. I think I'm gonna run for I think I'm gonna run for legislature somewhere out in the sand hills. I feel like I'd be a good representative for that area. You know? I feel like I understand their way of life. Yeah? Get down there. Don't you think, Caleb? How would I do representing the Loop City District? <laughs> Step in. Hey, show up at the county fair. And what county? For about the, the Loop? Sir. Loop River County? One, that's not a county. Antelope? Loop River County? Antelope? Nope. Box Butte? No, nope. that's Alliance. Named for a Civil War general. Stonewall Jackson? Named for a North Civil War general. <laughs> is, it, is it Custer County? <laughs> Didn't think I would need to go ahead and <laughs> narrow that one down for you. Uh, Burned Atlanta. What do, you, what do you got, Mark? On his march to the sea. Oh, yeah. Come on. No, I, I'm, that's for you. That question is for you. Uh, for me. Sherman. <laughs> Sherman, yeah. Sherman County. With Sherman Reservoir. That's the one I want to run for. <laughs> Can't wait to play this for everybody. That's what, can we, <laughs> hey, welcome to... Uh, hey, everybody. It's great to be here. What is it? Great to be here in Sherman County. I know... Boy, I know this place well. Over the last half hour since I've driven in, see, you got a lot of problems here. Nate, no, I'm not wrong. <laughs> Name another town in Sherman County. Um, Sherman City. <laughs> Bennington. 
You're just naming. So you're like, I don't know. I'll just name towns. Alliance, like Albion, Weeping Water, Hebron, Osceola, Norfolk, Ord. Hey, you, that's actually close. All right, 627. We'll take that. Still wrong. <laughs> I'm basically elected. 627 on KLIN. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right, welcome back. 6.36. Glad to have you back with us. Uh, I made a uh, made an audible during the last segment. I just, based on our discussion of my knowledge of Caleb's home, home county and legislative district, which I'll be running for in 2024. Which, by uh, the way, Sherman County, do you know the license plate number? Uh, 36. No, it does have a six in it. 46. Which then I guess narrows it down. But no, you know, like when you're doing, when you're learning multiplication and you're little and you have rhymes, seven times eight is our license plate. 56. 56. Okay. 56. Love me some 56 county. How you feeling tonight, 56 county? Woo! Got a great county fair out here. There are dozens of us. Dozens. Great. I think we got Nelly coming up here in a little bit. Let's put our hands together. Oh, they got my horse out there. Get yourself a funnel cake over there. I had one earlier. They're great. Nobody makes them like, where are we? Sherman County. Don't forget to stop by the Methodist Church stand over there. Hey, who wants lower taxes? Give, let, put your hands together for lower taxes. Wow, they love me. They love me here in Sherman County. Sherman County. District... Uh, legislative district number 40. <laughs> it sounded like you didn't even say 40. So like you said 4D. 40. Is that it? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You- hey, you know, what, what do you guys, I don't know. Some people don't like this very much. I, you know, I go around the state and some of the people, especially the big city, you know what they tell me they don't like? Good roads. You know what I like? Good roads. What do you guys think about you? You thumbs up, thumbs down on good roads. What do we got here? Yeah, let me hear it, Sherman County. How do you feel about Patriots? I was a Tom Brady fan immediately once he came onto the scene. Gonna let you all know that. <laughs> oh, I love man. I'm. A, I want to elect myself right now. Just putting this speech together as we do it mm-hmm. R- right mm-hmm. at this moment. Mm-hmm. Go out. All right, I'm going to go kiss some babies. Hold some babies, whatever. Just bring me your babies. Um, Walking around and making out with babies. <laughs> no, no, that's weird. No, no, <laughs> just going down there and yep, being a real American. Be a real Shermanator. Being a real Shermanator. Shermanite? No, nobody, nobody says just Being that. a real Shermanic of the Shermanic tribe? No? <laughs> made it sound like Mennonite. <laughs> Shermanite. I'm close. I'm close. I mean, this dude's moving from Omaha to Wahoo. That's not that much different than Lincoln to Sherman County, right? Sure. Basically the same thing. Pretty much. I mean, a couple hours difference. Wahoo does have a nice water park. I'll give him that. Give him that. 
You know what they say when they go down the slide? What's that? Wahoo. Wahoo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> so much for this. <laughs> what do we got in the news? Ugh. Uh, let's see. What should we start with? Oh, this is good news. Inflation going down. You heard it here first. Inflation going down. According to numbers, the lowest it's been since early 2021. What does that mean for your grocery prices? Well, it means some good things for some, and for some reason, not that great for all of them, though. What's the latest? Here we go. The good news is there are some food items, some staples that are now down from last year. So let's jump right into it. Eggs off the bat. That is down over 8% compared to last year. Milk, that's down 10%. And bacon, that's down 4% in cost. But on the other hand, some other staples, some that are unavoidable, and they are still way up in price. Flour up 12% year over year. Bread up over over 11%. And the challenge there is these are increases on top of an already high price. All right. So bacon and eggs, milk down, flour and bread up, evidently, according to the uh, the numbers that we had there. Um, uh, all right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't noticed. I, but I didn't notice. I didn't notice when like the eggs were going up either. I don't think I'm noticing them when they're going down that much. I mean, that's the thing. I don't buy that many eggs. So if you're a you know if you're somebody who's cooking a ton with eggs or making just regularly buying eggs very significantly or one of these things that was up. I mean, to me, in the grocery store, I'm always the the thing I'm noticing most is never eggs. It's never milk. It's never bread. It's I am the the real harbinger of where prices are at the grocery store has to do with meat to me far and away far and away because look I buy a I buy a carton of eggs and we eat some eggs and we cook with eggs sometimes but it's a once a I don't know once every 10 days purchase maybe ish in there but the amount of meat that we go through is buy a right buy a pound of ground beef or buy hamburger patties or buy you know chicken breasts or 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 something like that that's basically you have something like that at least every day and quite a bit of it and so what's registering for me a whole lot more is when a, a chicken breast like i said for example is 3.99 4.99 a pound versus whatever a carton of eggs is or a loaf of bread. I don't go through a loaf of We don't go through a loaf of bread in, I don't know, three weeks, maybe. We really? Just, I mean, we just don't, yeah. I might go through a we loaf of bread in a week. We don't eat that much, many. Well, my my wife can't have regular bread. And then, like I don't know, sa- like sandwiches, bread just isn't a big thing. I, I know it's different with every single family, but mm-hmm. it is always interesting to hear what people are the first thing that they're mentioning, PBJ City. being aware, like, where do you notice at the grocery store where the prices are going up or down most? And for me, it's not even close. It's always meat. It's those little, mm-hmm. it's the, it's a pound of ground beef, pound of ground beef, that one. Like, and then especially when you're trying to get a little bit lower fat content in the meat and you're like, yeah, I'll buy this 93% and you're like, geez. I could buy a steak for this price for hamburgers at this price. So 
Uh, all right, other things that are going on here this morning. Could there be, could there be, ladies and gentlemen, not only the Democratic nominee, presumably the incumbent, but who knows, for in 2024, Joe Biden, the Republican nominee, presumably Donald Trump, but again, who knows, and then also a third party, an, uh, an H. Ross Perot type, not necessarily in politics, but in role with a, third, a Ralph Nader type that gets in here. Could it be possible? Well, there is a group called No Labels. I don't know if you've heard about them, but they're investigating this right now, and they've got one name that's kind of bubbling up that you've probably heard of. No Labels is holding a town hall at St. Anselm College in New Hampshire Monday, and West Virginia Democratic Senator Joe Manchin is headlining it, alongside former Utah Republican Governor John Huntsman. In early June, Manchin told Fox News Sunday he wasn't ruling anything out as far as running on a third-party presidential ticket, but he did say people in the so-called middle are ready to push back. I believe that basically that's where you make the decisions. You listen to the left and the right. You make sure you leave nobody behind and you listen to the, the different persuasions that they might have and concerns. But when it comes, you've got to make common sense. Manchin has not yet said whether he's running for re-election next year, but West Virginia Governor Jim Justice says he is running for Manchin's Senate seat. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. All right. Uh, wasn't that uh, wasn't that Huntsman guy? Was he the Massachusetts Republican who had like posed for Playgirl when he got that job? That's who that is, isn't it? Oh, am I right about that? Is that that guy or is that somebody else? I think that's who that is. I forget. Did he take like uh, I think he took Ted Kennedy's spot, maybe if I'm recalling this. This was maybe a decade, decade or, or so ago. He, but here's the thing with. This idea of a third, I don't know if they describe themselves as centrist or not. I mean, Manchin's a, you know, a right, he's for a Democrat, he's right. Huntsman was probably left for a Republican. Like, I do think there is a, there's a place, I think there's a, there's, I think there are more people in that group than ever get credit for based on the way candidates and media lay out. But I also think a bad way to get traction for a relatively new movement, at least in terms of how many people are aware of it, is right in the middle of a presidential election or jumping into a presidential election. And here's why. The bottom line on this is if they run, if they would run Manchin or they would run Huntsman or, I don't know, pick pick somebody else who sort of, it's that mold, you know, Joe Lieberman or someone like that. Not that they're going to run him, but he probably would fit the mold of, of what this is. I mean, the primary result, the, the very primary result of that would be tipping the election toward either the Republican or Democratic candidate, depending on the year. And this year, it would, I assume this year, Maybe I'm wrong about this, but let's say Manchin got in the race. Let's say Manchin hypothetically got in the race on a third party ticket. Um, and you had th- you had third party candidates last year. In in other years, you had what Jill Stein, the Green Party candidate. You've had this in other years, Libertarian candidate. But if you had a name like a name that like had some recognition, like maybe a Joe Manchin. 
that's probably I'm assuming that's benefiting the Republican in this especially if the Republican is Trump. I would that's my guess on how this whole thing would work. And it's hard to evaluate what that group is doing in any other way but as basically picking who's going to win or be benefiting in the in the 2024 election. Like I like the idea I like the idea in general but but start, you got you've got to start it at more of a grassroots level than jumping into the presidential race I would think to get because you're not win, you're not winning the presidential race. You're just not you're, you're not winning the presidential race. Um it's a I mean bottom line is we're a long way for being at something other than a than a Republican versus Democrat having the single chance to win the presidential race in this case, but they could make a big difference in it. That's what they said. Ralph. I mean, a lot of people think Ralph Nader did that in, in 2000, right. And, and H Ross Perot impacting, you know, were they not in it? Would it have been a completely different outcome in, in some of those races as well? That is the lasting legacy usually of those, those third party candidates who are making their, making their hay in the presidential race. All right, other things that we've got going on. Ah, we're going to find out more about the cocaine left in the uh left in the cloakroom or whatever it is for the oh, uh yeah. for the White House. Evidently, the Secret Service has been investigating this and they're ready to tell Congress about what they found. A spokesperson for the House Oversight Committee confirming to Fox News that members and staff will receive a briefing from Secret Service today. This comes days after committee chair James Comer sent a letter to the Secret Service director requesting information related to the discovery of cocaine in the White House. Comer said the, quote, alarming development requires Congress to look at the security practices of what is considered to be one of the most secure buildings in the world and determine whose failure led to it getting into the building. Members of the Biden administration have consistently said they're determined to get to the bottom of this. In Washington, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. All right. We'll see. Is there someone who's, uh, I know, I know people would like, some people would like this to be a political scandal and that it's someone involved with the actual White House. I don't know for sure, but I, I think it's probably someone who came in from outside, I would think, mm-hmm. but we'll see. But is there someone right now who is very nervous? Well, there has to be. About like, who's watching this whole be. thing and is like, oh, man, are they going to find out I was the one who brought the Coke into the White House? All right, I don't know. It was right, July right. 2nd, uh, and it was found in a heavily traveled area of the White House, an entrance to the, uh, to the West Wing. Is it one so. of the areas that, they, that the tours go on? That I don't know. Just just somebody was there on a tour, right? And brought in some coke, and I th- left it, it. And and the the house has. I mean, I think it's. I don't. I think part of this is kind of a political thing, but I think a part of it is is also legit too. Like, what's the security situation at the White House? Mm-hmm. Like, if you can bring an un a, a, a hidden powder essentially into the White House, mm-hmm. that's that. Is a bat that that's very concerning for obvious reasons, and so I understand why people in the house are concerned about that, and I think they're going to be asking some some real questions about that going forward. Whoever is the president, uh, yeah, I don't think you want people 
coming in from outside, being able to bring an unidentified, well, it's identified at this case, but hypothetically a, a powder that where you don't know what it is and mm-hmm. it could, could do some damage. All right, other things going on. Uh, a couple of pieces of news here out of, uh, out of Europe. Number one, I was, uh, I was just there. Don't know if you heard. And the first day we were in, we were in Rome. The high was 100 degrees Fahrenheit. They'd set it in Celsius. So um, I, didn't, I didn't quite know, but my phone still did it in Fahrenheit. And there, the, the, the air conditioning situation there, let's just say, is very different than it is here. <laughs> now, you've got it in your, you, you know, your hotel. You've probably got air conditioning um but and maybe a few other i'm trying to think of other places where i went that they had it not many mm-hmm. i mean restaurants generally don't don't have it they've got their first of all they've got their doors open everywhere their doors are open and they have these these cafes that lead right into the restaurant people are going in and out of them constantly it's 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 based in these areas that i was that's basically the case with all these places their doors are open constantly and they generally don't have air conditioning and so i mean i was isn't pleasant to hear about but i think every everyone who was walking around there i mean by the end of the day you're just you're just sweat covered after this whole thing well it was bad at 99 at 100 there parts of europe are going way above that right now and Again, they're just not prepared with the infrastructure of air conditioning like we are. Weather forecasters are predicting a deeply uncomfortable weekend. 104 degrees on the Italian island of Sardinia, 111 in parts of Greece, and a sweltering 113 in southeastern Spain. Italy's put 10 cities on high heat alert for older and vulnerable people, while the Greek government has banned access to forests and nature reserves to reduce the risk of forest fires. The Mediterranean region is predicted to see temperatures rise faster from climate change than many other parts of the world. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. Mm. Wasn't it last year that they had all those stories about the UK and just smashing records about how hot it was there mm-hmm. as well? And then if you look in the United States, what's happening? Have you looked at like the any forecasts or daily things for Phoenix? Hot. Here's, here's the Phoenix forecast for this week. Today, high of 111, low of 91. Let me tell you what, Caleb, that's the best it gets. Oh, no. In the, in the uh, week forecast. That's the, that's the coolest day. How close to high 100 of do any of the lows get? Uh, let's see. We've got a low, at least just this week as I pull it up right now. Sunday and Monday, your low is 93. Okay. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, your low is 93. Your, your highs on those days, 118, 117, 115. It's a dry heat, keep in mind. It's dry heat. Still a no. L- love being there. Love being there. Love going there. February, March. Fantastic. Not a lot of family trips planned to old, uh, to old Valley of the Sun here during July and August. Though. Went and visited some friends down there. I think it was a June. Oh, really? Several years back. Got out of the shower. Didn't use a towel. <laughs> Went all right. I'm dry. I've only been I've only been only been there once, and it was uh, it was during March. So, and it was great. It was fantastic. <laughs> I can't imagine this though. You're 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 one tens every single day there. All right, six fifty five. We'll take a break. It's LNK today with Jack and friends on KLIN.
When you're thinking Huskers, guns toward the end zone, passes, caught, touchdown! Think 1499.3 KLIN. Biologist Malcolm Byron. It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK Today. All right, and it's time to talk to Matt Metcharo. Capital Humane Society joins us right now to tell us about the pets available for adoption. Good morning, Matt. How are you doing today? Good. How about yourself? Good. Uh, let us know what you have this week available for adoption. Yeah, so first off, we have Cookie Monster, and he's a two-year-old neutered male, old English sheepdog, solid black in color, weighs about 58 pounds, and... He came to us as a lost dog, and nobody came looking for him, but true to his name, he's a big fan of treats, so he just gobbles them right up, and he always wants more, so he uh, came in, and he uh, definitely needed a haircut, so we've trimmed him up, and so in his next uh, home, he's definitely going to need those routine grooming appointments, so he's always looking his best. All right, what else you got? And then we got Day, and Day is an 11-week-old neutered male. Domestic short hair, buff tabby, so kind of that muted, kind of lighter orange coloring. Came in as a lost kitten in early June and wasn't old enough for the adoption program, so he spent the last month or so in a foster home, and now he's ready for his new home and looking for that home that he can zoom around and explore every inch and climb all over everything. Very good. Now tell us how people can make adoptions if they'd like to. So the Pylock Pet Adoption Center, we're out at 70th and Nebraska Parkway. We're open today and tomorrow from 11.30 to 7 and Saturday and Sunday from 12 to 5. All right, very good. Let's get those pets adopted. Thanks so much, Matt. We'll talk to you next week, all right? Have a good one. There you go, Matt Macharo, Capital Humane Society. All right, coming up, we're giving away tickets to the big concert coming to the baseball field in Omaha featuring Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Alice Cooper, but you've got to be the lie detector. Can you tell when Caleb and I are lying? We'll find out next. Listen for the cue to call. 7 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln. From the traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends. On the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 709. All right, it's time to play the lie detector. What's a lie detector exactly if you're new to the show? Well, it's one of the few games that we like to play. We shuffle games when we're giving away tickets for Ticket Thursday. And by the way, on Ticket Thursday, we gather the best tickets to concerts, events, games, shows, uh, whatever it might be in Lincoln and the surrounding areas. And then we give them away to you. Uh, We do that every Thursday, and as I said today, there's a big concert coming on August 13th, Charles Schwab Field in Omaha, in Omaha, but it's a great lineup, uh, Motley Crue, Def Leppard, and Alice Cooper, all three of them at the same show, uh, each one of them could probably headline that thing, but they've got all three of them there, so big prize here, we've got a pair of tickets to the winner, what does winner have to do? Okay, well, here's the answer. You've got to get three multiple question, multiple choice questions right in a row. What are those multiple choice questions? They're questions where two of the answers are true, real things in the category we're talking about. One of them is made up by Caleb and me to try and fool you. Sometimes we can be very good at this. Eh, other times, not so well. We'll see how you do today. The topic, Nebraska geography, as we were talking earlier about if I was running for legislature in a district I didn't live in, 
how much I would struggle with talking about the geography of another county, another district. And so we're going to see how you would do with that. We have got names of Nebraska villages and cities. Okay. Names of Nebraska villages and cities and towns. Two of them are real ones. One is completely made up by Caleb and me to throw you off. So if you can tell us the made up one three times in a row, you are going to get those tickets. So with that, let's see. Number three, I believe, is our first one. So let's get John on the air. He was caller four. Good morning, John. How are you doing today? Good. Well, how are you? Good. All right. So I'll give you three names. Two of them are actual locations in Nebraska. One of them is not. It's completely made up. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. Your first group of potential cities, towns, villages in Nebraska. Edgar Oak or Prairie View? Edgar Oak or Prairie View? Which one's the fake? Oak. Is it Oak? It is not. Haven't you ever been to Oak, Nebraska? No? It's a great place. It's in uh it's in the state. It's in the state. It's in Knuckles County. It's in Knuckles County. Thank you, Mark. It's in Knuckles County. All right. So that's uh that's how hard it'll be. We'll see. Back to the phones. Uh I'm gonna leave that one there because we might have to come back to it. Jim is next. Good morning, Jim. Hi. All right, here you go. Uh, Your three potential cities, towns, villages, Blue River, Tarnov, or Hamlet? Blue River, Tarnov, or Hamlet? Which one is the fake, not a city, town, village in Nebraska? Hamlet. Is it Hamlet? No! Good old Hamlet, Nebraska? Come on! I can't Our listeners in Hamlet are going to be furious. Hamlet is a village in Nebraska. All right. We could have all of them in the Hamlet. What uh, county is Hamlet? Can you look at, well, let's see. Uh, let's uh, see. Hayes. Hayes County. All right. Population of 57. 57. Jeez. 57 are going to come here and be furious. All right. Tim is next. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. All right. Here are your three villages, towns, cities in Nebraska. One is fake, two are real. Center, Summerland, or Long Pine? Center, Summerland, or Long Pine? Long Pine. Is it Long Pine? No, it is not Long Pine. Again, very real. Mark, location for Long Pine? Since we're, we're using you as a... Long Pine is a city in Nebraska, and it is in Brown County. Brown County, one of my favorite counties. One of my you favorite... You might want to check that list a little closer. I thought Nebraska.gov. Oh, <laughs> what do you mean? Check which which list a little closer. Keep going. These are real. These are real. All I've right. got. I can verify all of them are real. All right. All right. Uh, Lori is next. Hi, Lori. Hi. All right. Are these true cities, county, uh, cities or villages here on this uh, whole thing? Cities, towns, or villages in Nebraska? One is fake. All right. Your choices: Eddyville, Lodgepole. Or Ash Tongue, Eddyville, Lodgepole, or Ash Tongue? Lodgepole. Is it Lodgepole? Lodgepole is real. It is. Lodgepole is real. You, you're gonna. I'm right on that, right? Yes. Yep. yep. Lodgepole. Is Cheyenne real. County. Cheyenne County. All right. We're on Highway 30. People don't know the state very well. This is sad. This is your state, ladies and gentlemen. 
Get it, get to know it. All right, Steve. Let's see if Steve can do it. All right, Steve. How are you doing? Good. Good morning. I'm right. fine. Good. All right. Here are your choices: Tall Grass, Curtis, or Oshkosh. Tall Grass, uh, Curtis, or Oshkosh. Tall Grass. Is it Tall Grass? Yep. That's fake. That's fake. Good one. That wasn't a very that's, exciting, that's, correct sounder, tall, but you're tall right. Tall Grass is an urban area in Wichita, Kansas, actually. All right. Uh, all right. Next one. Centura, Venango, or Inglewood? This one's so hard. Centura, Venango, or Inglewood? Boy, I've never heard of Venango, so I'll go with that one. Venango. Sorry. Caleb was tricky on that one. It's not tricky. That's a little tricky. It's not tricky. Uh, It's it's definitely tricky. Okay. It's tricky, too. All right. uh, Next one. Uh, All right. Let's go back to the phones. And uh, by the way, if you're just joining us, we're playing for tickets to see August 13th, Motley Crue uh, and Def Leppard and Alice Cooper in uh, in Omaha at the baseball stadium, Charles Schwab Field. All right. Next up is John. All right, John, here you go. St. Helena, Arthur, or Buena Vista? St. Helena, Arthur, or Buena Vista? Uh, over. So, oh, say that. Uh, are, there's St. Helena, Arthur, or Buena Vista? Uh, St. Helena. Is it St. Helena? <laughs> nobody's, even, nobody's even just like, one out of every three should guess right by the numbers. All right, this one is tough. I thought this one wouldn't be that tough. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe Andrew can do it. Do we need to make it so they only have to get two? No, nobody's gotten two. That's true. Uh, do you As wanna... a matter of fact, they haven't cumulatively together gotten two. <laughs> all right, we'll say if you get... All right, Caleb. Caleb, he's from Nebraska. Uh, he says two, so we're just asking for two now. So that doesn't put anyone at a disadvantage. All right. All right, so you only have to get two now. Andrew, we'll see if you can get two. All right. All right. All right. Homer, Coloming... Or Myrna? Uh, the second one, Coloming. Coloming. It's a combination of Colorado and Wyoming. It's just, it's, you're lucky you got the stupid one that I made up. Uh, right. That's the thing. You have to survive the ones I make to find the ones Jack made. All right. Let's see if we can finish this then. Dubois, Harvard, or Bluff Hills? Dubois, Harvard, or Bluff Hills? Uh, Dubois. Is it Dubois? No! That was was one of the easier ones, I think. That that one was set up. You were actually laughing to me about one of those. (laughs) All right. Back to the the phones. Uh, Maybe Ed's going to do this. All right. Good morning, Ed. How are you? Good morning. All right. Your choices. Sioux Center, Tryon, or Beamer? Sioux Center, Pri- Sioux Center. Is it Sioux Center? That's correct. It is Sioux Center. That is a town in Iowa, though, that I've spent a lot of time in. All right. If you can get this one, you're a winner. Here are your choices. Morse Bluff, New London, or Western? Morse Bluff, New London, or West, none of those sound like towns to me, but one of them, <laughs> two of them are. Morse Bluff, New London, or Western? New London. Is it New London? It is! 
I made that one up too. <laughs> I made that one up too. Congratulations, Ed. You're going to uh, going to Charles Schwab Field and seeing that concert August 13th. Right off, sounds like a plan. All right, cool. Hang tight. We're going to get you your information, and we're going to get you those tickets. Hang tight. Ed is the winner. New London is not a town in Nebraska. I think it's in New Hampshire, isn't it? It's probably in several places. I just it's from my head is where it came from originally. New London. I didn't think I knew British settlers did not come here and create a new London. Wow. There's a, a New London. There's a New London in Minnesota, Connecticut, Ohio, North Carolina, New Hampshire. Really? Uh, yes. I made that up. And yeah. Who knew? It was a great town name, and I just made it up here. Yep. All right, let's go through these things here. Uh, the first one, because we only got a few of these right. Edgar Oak or Prairie View? Edgar Oak or Prairie View? Uh, someone guessed Oak, and that was wrong. So, Mark, what do you think the fake one is? Edgar or Prairie View? Prairie View? Yeah, I made that up. Prairie View. That just sounds like a town. It's not. It's not. All right. Um, Blue River, Tarnov, or Hamlet? Someone guessed Hamlet, I believe, incorrectly. I, think I don't think Blue River is a town. That's, that's correct. That's I think, a river. Yeah, I just I made I made that up, too. Uh, Center, Sum- Summerland, or Long Pine? Summerland. Or maybe pronounced Summerland. Yeah, that's a, that's a town. No, it's not. <laughs> it's something Caleb made up. Summer, Summerland. Caleb, you made that up, right? Summerland. Yeah, there are school. There's a school named Summerland. Oh, oh see, okay. he did that. He was really crappy with the, what he did with his. I made up like borderline silly ones, and Caleb's like picking school districts that aren't yeah. towns. Summerland is actually in Ewing. Yeah, yes, the school district, but it's yeah. not a town itself. Right. That was dirt. Sutherland is a town. Yes. See, Caleb's. I'm way more fun with this game than Caleb. He's dirty. <laughs> Eddieville, Lodgepole. One of yours you made up was literally called New London. Eddie, stop. Eddieville, Lodgepole, or Ashtongue. 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 Did you make that one up? I did. Is there any any story behind that well, one? Well, one of the towns in Sherman County is called Ashton. Oh, God. I look went, at you. You're the went, worst. Let's go Ashtongue. I, listeners, Ash-tongue. I apologize. The Part of the reason this game was so hard is Caleb sucks. Jeez. Sorry I'm so good at my job. Tall. Okay. Tall, Come up with stuff to trick the listeners. I think they got this one right. Tallgrass, Curtis, or Oshkosh? Well, Curtis and Oshkosh are both towns. Yeah. Tallgrass is the fake Oshkosh one. Oshkosh is up between Ogallala and Bridgeport. Tallgrass is the fake one. Here's another one where Caleb was being dirty. Centura, Venango, or Inglewood? I, the, I, the listener guessed what I would have guessed. I guessed Inglewood. That sounds fake. But it's actually Centura, which again is a school district, is a school district not a town. Made up of Danabrog, Cairo, and Bolus. Just, just With public schools in Cairo. Make up, okay. Saint, Cairo. St. Saint Saint Helena, <laughs> Arthur, or Buena Vista or Buena Vista, depending on how you pronounce it. Well, a, Arthur's a town. Arthur. I looked at a classic Mustang there one time. St. <laughs> Helena is also a town. It's it's Buena Vista, Buena Vista. The, the closest thing I know, that's a lot of things, but it's a university in Iowa, college in Iowa. It's also a new high school in Omaha. Ah, okay. 
Home. Oh, he did this one. Homer Coloming or Myrna. See, that's the difference about how I play this game with you guys and how Caleb does. Caleb's pulling actual school districts. I'm combining the names of Colorado and Wyoming and making a town name out of it. Hey, I live in western Nebraska, Coloming. Because they've got like Ohio. They do this with other states, right? Man, I would love it if you would just combine Arizona and Kansas. Do that for me real quick. Arkansas. I was going to say Kansasona, but. (laughs) Kansasona? I would have, that would have been a when good Arkansas is sitting right there. The Kansas, which, which by the way, the Kansas River when it goes, or the Arkansas River when it goes through Kansas, is the Arkansas River. A little bit of Kansas trip. Thank you, Dubois, Harvard, or Bluff Hills, which is a town in Nebraska, which is not a town in Nebraska, I should Bluff say. Bluff, Bluff Hills, is, which is just a repetitive name, isn't it? Yes. That's, it's, that's just, a, it's just like a thesaurus. That's one I remember you making back when we came up with Peronto. <laughs> you brought that one. The new Peronto is definitely Coloming. It's, in, it's the western Nebraska that, that, version that's, of it. That's actually, uh, for Peronto High School, their rivals go to Coloming. Yeah, they don't play much. It's a big trip. Uh, you did this one, Sioux Center, Tryon, Beamer. You tried to slip a little northwest Iowa there. But people watch the news too much, and all the presidential candidates end up in Sioux <laughs> yeah. Center for whatever reason. Morse Bluff, New London, and Western, we did that. Here are some of the uh, other fake ones we did not get to, which see if you would have gotten faked out on this one. It looks like you listed the OG fake town, which is Peronto. Gotta put it on First that. time we ever played this game, we got people kept losing on Peronto, which is just Toronto starting with a P, <laughs> which is how I make this name. That was a fun game. Listen to these and try and decide which one of us made this up. Uh, horse Gallop. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> uh, Harold. Harold. What that, happened to your voice halfway through Harold? Uh, I made myself laugh so much. With it. Harold is fake because there's just a, a whole bunch of them that sound like men of a certain generation. Uh, and so Harold, but that's not one of them. Harold? <laughs> Farmland. <laughs> At one point, he just started naming stuff in western Nebraska. Tall grass, farmland, cows, farmland is dirt, uh, Birkenstock. That's <laughs> uh, a sandal brand. Uh, no. Adam Central. Caleb picking another school district to be a jerk. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying this right. Is it? Let's see. Let me look at it here. Culada with a J in it. That's a uh, that's one, a one J three A's. That's a Czech soup. It's a, it's a food dish that mm-hmm. Czech they like. Highline, fake. Caleb, you made that up. School What's district. That You're the worst. Centennial is Centennial not a town? School district. You're the worst. Sand Hills Valley. School district. You're the. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm. That's why I didn't pick a bunch of those for the list. Horse Gallop. I'm from Horse Gallop, Nebraska, where the horses gallop. That's in Stonewall County. Into the Bluff Hills. (laughs) All right, 726. You haven't lived until you visited Pig Squeal. (laughs) It's 726 on KL. Not today. This is the Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3. KLIN.
737, greetings, welcome back. LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Glad to have you back with us this July 13th, 2023. It is time to, as they say, count them down. So let's get started. Ooh, they took the numbers off for me. So guess what I get to do today, Caleb? Number number five. Are you going to fight again? Go ahead. Lead Center for the Performing Arts, uh, they're urging fans on the Hamilton tickets. Get them direct. Evidently, some third-party sellers, maybe even some scammers out there. Got some tickets that are floating around. They've been getting some calls, and Lauren Dur- uh, Durbin uh, talked with us yesterday and said, be careful. Um, so, is it? Did, did she say, I mean, did they say that they were actually getting... There were reports that people were actually getting counterfeit ones or that they were just paying a lot for it. Well, they, I don't know whether they're counterfeit or not Yeah, at this point. Uh, well, because I think, I mean, I think the answer for everyone is yes. I think she's right, obviously. If you can get, if you can get the tickets, go to the lead center site and don't buy a marked up one right. they on have a third tickets. party. They still have tickets available. Right. I wonder, though, I do wonder, though. If they're because you look at certain nights, Saturday eight p.m. performance, yeah, right? If you want to sit in the main orchestra area, you, yeah. some of them you're not going to find more than maybe one, or in some cases maybe two seats together anymore. They're they're already the main floor sold out. You maybe can still get balcony seats on those. I just nosed around a little bit to see that. So my guess is perhaps in some of on some of those you're having. Uh, you're having people sell those tickets that aren't available anymore, and people are saying, hey, I really want to go this night. Right. So they're going to third-party sites to do that. So I, but, I, I would say if you do, I mean, well, I won't, I won't go any further than, than what they're saying, but don't don't buy anything that's not <laughs> that's not with some kind of a credible, credible organization that you've heard of before. That much I would say. Yeah, um, that's, that's a that's a that's probably a good a good rule of thumb for this thing. But it is interesting, guys, to see how this whole thing is is uh, selling. I'm trying to uh, so I have a pair of tickets right now, um, and I've got a little bit of a fight in my household about them, <laughs> and so I'm not sure exactly how we're going to re- winning this fight. Who is going to resolve resolve this? Um. My my daughter really wants to go. My wife wants to go too, but I think my my daughter will probably be more. She'll be more intense about the argument right now, <laughs> and I need to use one of them. So so maybe. But I'm glad to see. I was like I said, Mark. I was just looking around trying to see what kind of, they do have. Um, I think they've got every. Oh, I shouldn't say that. I don't. I don't know the the full schedule yet, but if you look at their website right now, they have tickets available for starting Wednesday, 2 o'clock. They do a Thursday matinee. Wow, they're doing a Thursday matinee, August 3rd, Thursday night, uh, Friday night, a Saturday matinee, a Saturday night, a Sunday matinee, a Sunday night, and then Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday matinee, Saturday night, Sunday matinee, Sunday night. So that's what the run looks like. That is... Those days that I just gave you are Sunday or uh, August second, Wednesday, August second, through Sunday, August thirteenth. So that's when it runs. And you know, if I pick out, 
if I pick out one of the weekend nights, like I said, um, there aren't. If talking about the lower level seats, there aren't. I just it, it, there aren't many. I just there aren't many. I just pulled up August fourth, which I believe is the Friday the night. The Friday night, yeah. Pit seating is is not available. But orchestra front still is. Orchestra rear is balcony. So only the pit seating is uh, not available. Okay, but are there? Was it like multiple? The some well, of them it was singles on some of these. Well, yeah, yeah. There's still some. Let's see, like orchestra front for the se- the second Saturday night show. Right. There are five singles available, and that's it. Yeah. That's it. So it depends where you want to sit. It depends when you want to go. You'll have a better shot. But like, if you go on, uh, let's say, to pick out like Tuesday night, for instance. Uh, August eighth, just for a random one that maybe I was going to see if wasn't wasn't quite as hard to get a good. Eh? <laughs> yeah, good seats are going to be a little, good seats are going to be a little hard to get. Yeah, right now that one wasn't. What about like Thursday afternoon, August third? Let's try that one. Let's try Thursday after uh, or- orchestra front Thursday afternoon. Yeah, you can go alone, but you better do it fast. <laughs> So yeah, you may be. It looks like you may be looking at further back uh, in the uh, in the in the house, or more likely, maybe even the balcony on a, on a lot of these here. If you can, if you can get yeah, even even orchestra rear on that Thursday afternoon one. There's only one pair together, and it's in the back row of the whole place. This thing is gonna once this thing. I, I mean, it's obviously been promoted a lot. People are hearing a lot. Once this thing gets here. I don't know if there are going to be many. If you want to go, if you want to go to this, I would get on that website now. And you want to go, especially if you want to go with two or more people, I would get on there now and get find one. And even if it's a balcony seat, I would get it right now. Yeah. Just, if you just looking be there. at this thing, just looking at this thing, that's, I don't care what night you're even talking about. Even if you're talking about going on a, you know, like I said, on a Wednesday night or something. It's probably a good time to do that. So, heads up, heads up on that. Practical information you can use. And it's not. And balcony seats aren't aren't also bad either. Like you can still see plenty. No. Yeah. 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 And they're a little cheaper too, which is uh, especially nice if you're in the well. center center yep. part of the balcony. Yep. All right. What else? Number four. Nebraska football fan day Sunday, July thirtieth. This year, inside the Hawks Championship hey. Center, 3 to 5 p.m. Where was this when I had kids that wanted to go to this? Air conditioning, where, baby. Where was the... How many days did I stand in line in the in the stadium or outside the stadium and then on that field with the sun, the, the mid to late July sun beating down <laughs> in there? And I could have just been roaming around in the uh, air conditioning... Practice pavilion. Weren't they usually like five to seven? Yeah, they were. Every time, the yeah, they moved it up at some point. But every time I went with my kids, the pr- last time I went was probably. I think the last time I went, we were getting pictures with Tommy Armstrong. To, to give you an idea, should I take so, Millie to this? Is two like she's a two year old. So I took my. I have pictures of my son. Remember when I kept posting yeah. pictures of my son with Zach Taylor? Yeah, he was still wearing diapers then, so he must have okay. been about. Well, Zach Taylor's 2006, and he was born in 2004. So yeah, I would have been. I brought him there, and the pictures are. I would say yes because she won't care. 
He doesn't care, but it was fun for me. But the, but the pictures to look but, back. But he loves now when Zach Taylor's in the Super Bowl that he's got a picture. <laughs> it happened to be very good that year. He's got a picture with Zach Taylor. All right, there. I will sign her up for the Matt Rule lottery. Yeah, to get to Matt Rule, by the way, <laughs> that's a good point. To get to Matt Rule, you you have to win a lottery, essentially. And in order, this is the only lottery where the age limit to play is uh, under. Is under like 13 years old. You can only be entering eighth grade and younger. So my daughter's entering seventh grade and she's 12. So pretty much, you know, that that yeah. range, about 13 or younger. That you know, parents will sign you up for the lottery. They're going to pick, I can't remember what they say, 500, 600? 400, 400 children. 400 lucky children. We have the link to sign up for that lottery at KLIN.com. You have to sign up by Monday, July 4th, or July 24th. At 5 p.m. and then on the 26th, those uh, those fans, those families will be notified. When I was when I was 10 years old, and I went to Nebraska, I think we called it Autograph Day then. I don't know if they called it Fan Day. It was m- very much more informal. Players were just kind of standing around in random places, and crowds would gather around them, um, and you would you would go get signatures, but. It's the highest demand is obviously for the head coach because they have to have a lottery. But when I was ten years old, I was going to, I was looking for Steve Taylor and I was looking for Broderick Thomas and I was looking for Neil Smith and I was looking for, I was looking for these guys. Tom Osborne was great, but I would, I don't, I wanted to see the players, not the head coach. When I was a kid, sorry, To, if you're listening this morning, <laughs> but that's but you were what, also that's uh, how I was going. You were for. also a high school athlete. Yeah, this was when I was ten years old, though. Yeah, but you you were headed into the athletics program, and yes, I, that that definitely was the reason that that was happening. So, anyway, get in that lottery. You probably have to get that done pretty soon, Caleb. Yes, to to be in the lottery. Is there yeah. a deadline? On yeah, you got to do it by the twenty fourth. So you got two Mondays. Oh, you got two Mondays to to talk through with your kids and see if they want to enter the lottery and teach them a nice le- a nice lesson about gambling too. This is how the Maybe. lottery works. See? But we don't know our odds because we don't know how many are entered. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> so Matt Rule only has to sign 400 autographs, huh? 400 autographs, 400 S- pictures. Scott Frost is like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I, this was an option? <laughs> this was a thing we could have oh, done? Yeah. Scott Frost in year one in 2018, that line was, oh my gosh. 3 to 5 p.m. Hawks Championship Center on the 30th. Air conditioned. Get in there. Get in lines for the, the players. The uh, forty-five day forecast that I looked at on my AccuWeather <laughs> app says it's going to be ninety and sunny. More like inaccuweather. <laughs> Who knows? But thank you, Mark, for that. Got him. Hey, I check. Moving on. Number three. National Board of the Screen Actors Guild, uh, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, SAG and AFTRA. Radio they, artists. Yeah. Really? Uh, they uh, plan to vote this morning on whether to go on strike. They'll hold a. Three o'clock Eastern Time news conference. Uh, if that happens, it'd be the first time in like I don't know forty, fifty, sixty years that both the writers and the actors are going strike. Oh man! But first of all, are we in this union? I don't recall paying any dues. Are we going on strike tomorrow? Is this? I, a, I don't. I don't. I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't get that memo. I don't think. I don't think I paid any union dues, Mark. I don't think we're in. <laughs> I think we, we're still working tomorrow on this thing. Well, if you strike. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, if I strike, then there'll be a question whether I'll even be a vacancy. 
I'm crossing the picket lines tomorrow. I don't care. I'll be, you know, Jack Scab in the morning, I guess. But, <laughs> but, man, but in all reality, though, this is a lot going to be a lot about TV. Guys, if the if the writers are striking, if the actors are striking, are we doomed to two years of reality TV for the next oh. for the ne- for the foreseeable future? God help us, because that's all they that's or reruns or reruns. But but especially if we're, you know so many people watch these services now, Netflix and you know Netflix is supposed to put out Stranger Things again next year. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's happening. Yeah. Um, and all of these other shows that people are, are waiting for or new shows that are on the docket, ready to get going, Listen especially this. with TV. It's going to be new. It's going to be... Str- I'm telling you, this year is going to be a year of streaming reality shows. Well, and, it, and to me, it's not, it's not so much this year because there, there are a lot that, yes. have, that have already been in production You'll and they're getting released next year. Yeah. yeah, it's next year that you're really going to see it if things don't get worked out. Because it's a long process. You don't just have a writer and you show up and you go. Right. But that said, for, for streaming things, but Mark Mark's right, though, too, on traditional, I mean, ABC, NBC, those, the, the places that are are still doing, sit, I don't know, Young young Sheldon or whatever. Right. Those, they don't do those that far in advance. Right. right? So, And you have to like, have a writer there in case you've got to rewrite they're something not gonna on have, the They're not going to have... They're going to have a hard time doing new seasons of those types oh. of show, whatever people are still watching on. Especially Network if they're partway through the season. Yeah, well, there's still, I think, I mean, I think there's still something, I mean, I think they still sort of take a break in the summer. There's well, still do. sort of a traditional TV calendar that goes along with that, but I got to imagine most of those shows, those year-to-year shows on regular network TV aren't, aren't going to be coming back on the fall, so same thing. Reality shows, game shows. I mean, if you this know, if this goes on and you lose a year of of new programming, what will that do to streaming subscription levels? Another good question, I mean, and which is interesting because I think you know that's a big part of of the complaint that exists right now is for the writers for sure, and I think to a degree the actors as well about why they were you know why they're striking is the residuals that go right. along with streaming and disagreements on exactly because it's such a different model and they don't like the the way that it's set up right now with their in the collective bargaining that's going on here so but yeah i think you're you're right mark that'll have that'll eventually have an impact on the on the Netflixes of the world, on the on the Paramount Pluses of the world, on the Hulus of the world, the, on the Apple TVs of the world, and those sorts of things as well. So, said, hope you like game shows and reality TV because you're going to get a whole lot more of it in the next uh, several months. Just listen to the radio. Listen, we're not. We'll be here tomorrow. By the way, Aaron says uh, we should strike because Jack only works half as much as Gordon Deal anyway. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Just for the two. Just for the record, it was my <laughs> my first day off since January when I left for Italy. Come on now, Powerball grand prize <laughs> going up. No winner last night. Up to eight hundred seventy-five million. That's what they're forecasting. And now my guess is it'll be over nine hundred million. Just right. a personal guess. When's the drawing? Uh, Saturday night. Uh, it'd be a cash output of four hundred forty-two million. By the way. Numbers last night, 23 to 35, 45, 66, 67. Powerball, 20. I saw a tweet and, of... And Mega Millions on Fridays at 560. Right. I saw a social media post from one of my friends who apparently was interested now in getting a Powerball ticket because, again, who wants to win until it's well over $500 million? 
But he said he was like, I got denied buying a Powerball ticket with uh, with a credit card, which you're, you're not. Uh, you can't do. Yeah, you're not. You can't can't do that. So gotta have cash or a debit card or or a gift certificate or something. I I don't even know if you can do that. Well, so. depending on the place, you can even paying with a debit card. They won't take it. It's got it's cash only. So there cash are places only. I'll oh. go in. I will buy a candy bar to take cash out. Oh, to get, to get, a power to get the cash back from the debit card? Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting little, a little moving around money there that you're doing with that whole thing. What I like to do is just take a napkin there by the hot dog stands and write an IOU <laughs> to them. I like, I owe you $100 for Powerball tickets and then just slide it across the counter. And wouldn't you? You know, if you do that, they're going to be like, should we call the police? <laughs> And Are we being robbed? And and your numbers come up correctly, and they send you an IOU. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's true. That's true. IOU five hundred. This is, this is an enforceable dollars. contract here. Exactly. It's like it's like what they found in Aretha Franklin's couch for her. Oh will. yeah, that's right. Man, that's Jeez. that's an interesting story. Oh man, that took me back to to some serious wills and trust classes uh, from law school. But nonetheless, good luck to everyone who plays. Play within your means. I played on the last night. A Powerball jackpot was won in Lincoln, Nebraska. That was my chance to win. So I think I'm out. I'm going to make sure I win this weekend. So then when I don't show up on Monday, you guys don't know any different. <laughs> It'll be two I, Mondays I, from then. I'm just yeah. fishing. Yeah. And you guys won't know till the end of the month. Yeah. You want to see somebody take some time off, wait for the next few weeks with no, Caleb. You stop it. Number one. Ran across this interesting graphic from the National Weather Service over in Omaha. It came out a few days ago. But it kind of flies in the face of what I think we kind of commonly thought the hottest day of the year, the warmest day on average around the country. Uh, down in Texas, uh, Terlingua or something like Love that. Love that. Love Terlingua. June 11th their warmest day of the year. Well, really? San Francisco's warmest day of the year on average is in October. I mean, yeah. this... Quite a bit of difference here. Just and so we're and we're just coming up. Uh, yeah, I guess I always assume most of the country was July the same time as ours was, which yep. is coming up. We peak, my daughter's birthday is July eighteenth, and I saw one graphic once that had that exact day as the <laughs> average hottest day. I don't know if it was in Lincoln or in the state or what it was, but I was like, well, you always know my daughter's birthday coming That's when it's pretty hotter than crap. Omaha is July seventeenth. July seventeenth, yeah, but. And New Orleans is August 3rd. Okay. So. Okay. You know, just kind of an interesting uh, look at the, the, now, the further north you go, it peaks a little bit quicker. Uh, Fairbanks, Alaska, for example, July 2nd. So the hottest day, because the hottest day in the year, some people would think it would be when you get the most sunlight, right? Right. The summer solstice, but it's a month after that almost in 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 Lincoln. So. Right, and, and in... Uh, San Francisco, it's like two and a half months later. Yeah, October 2nd. I had no... What a weird climate that must be. They all hit the beaches in October during pumpkin spice season there? The beaches there are... The water there is always cold. Is it? I've been there. I went there once, and I actually went there in October. We went to wine country, San Francisco, and we went to wine country there, and it was in October. I had no idea it was the the warmest time of the year there. Now you know. All right, that's it for your morning drive. Brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management. 756, we'll take a break. We've got the Grow Lincoln team coming up in 15 minutes on KLIN.
When you're thinking, live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome back on a Thursday morning. It's 808. It's 70 degrees now in the capital city. And Thursday mornings at 810, we bring on... Robin Eshelman, Dave Albers, you hear them also Saturdays at noon here on KLIN Grow Lincoln. Been doing that for years. They've been getting you the news that is uh, usually of uh, a lot of interest, I think, to to you guys about not only what is being built, what new businesses, restaurants, retail are opening in the capital city, but some of the other behind-the-scenes news, discussions about the business community, the economic development situation, and they join us right now here on KLIN. Good morning, Robin and Dave. How are you doing? Today? We are doing well. That's doing good. Doing well, gentlemen. All right, good. Well, let's jump in. It looks like you guys have a lot today to get to, so uh, let's uh, let's jump right into it here, and we are going to start... Ooh, this is an intro. Ooh. Oh, you're going to like this, aren't you? So, uh, 4,500 South 70. So, 70th and what? Oh, old, is that old, all the way to Old Genie? That uh, is over uh, at 70th and Pioneer. And Pi- oh, that's at Pioneer. Yeah. I don't know my numbers, how far that is very well. So, so 70th and Pioneer, a new tenant. What is this? Gray's craze is going in there they pulled a a building permit for twenty five thousand dollars not a large uh building permit but i was wondering what is uh gray's craze well it's basically a big chartreuterie charcuterie yeah (laughs) cruderie truderie whatever He doesn't know. Bunch of bunch of food. Sorry, sorry. bunch of food looking that looks pretty. Sorry, I've been I've been in Italy, so I've had a lot of charcuterie lately. But okay. um, Now you think about that. What does a charcuterie tray cost? And you, it takes twenty five thousand dollars to fix up this shop. I mean, I mean, that's a lot of trays. You can order. You can order charcuterie at some places in Lincoln, nicer restaurants, and it'll. I mean, it's twenty bucks. Yeah. You know. But you know, to get to twenty five thousand, just to pay the remote. Modeling. I mean, that's not the rent. Which the utilities and the staff and the. I know this area pretty well. Where do you know where we're talking about here? Well, yeah, I. <laughs> okay, we always talk about it's the landlord uh, name there, but it's in that same strip centers where Popeyes is, I believe. Oh, uh, with it, poor and Popeyes. Yes. And- Okay. It's There's either a, I don't know if it's on that side or if it's on the other side. The other side that has a, scooters and right. subway yeah. and I think it might be on the other side, but So by high V at seventy yes. Correct. By high Correct. V. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. All right. I'll look forward to hearing more about that one. An interesting piece of uh, news here. Um, Robin, uh, we mentioned this very early in the show, but it's worth mentioning again so people know about it. Uh, if people are looking to go on a trip and maybe we're considering these new flights that are out of Lincoln to various places like Dallas and Orlando and Vegas and Minneapolis and Nashville. And uh, I'm missing some of them, Austin, Atlanta. Uh, if they've been thinking about this today is probably the day to do it. If they haven't yet. Yeah. Um, I got an email from Rachel Barth from the airport. They're one of the sponsors on our show. And as a matter of fact, she's coming on this Saturday. Um, airport BOGO, that's buy one, get one free sale. And the way that works, when you purchase two or more tickets, 
um, then you get 50% off the price of each one. And you have to book the tickets between July 11 and July 13. That's and I, today. Yeah. So today the is the last day for this. So right. we thought we would slip that in a little bit with our North Lincoln news. But a lot of people traveling up to our Lincoln airport that probably had not been there in years or maybe never. I have heard so many people. I, that was me. That was me a few weeks ago. And and I'll I'll tell you this. It is a the at least especially the kind of the the terminal area the area where you wait for you board your flight the area where you board your flight is like infinitely better this, i mean this is not your mom and dad's airport anymore. Uh, right it's i mean it it feels like a modern airport it does now which yeah. Uh, yeah it didn't before let's be honest i mean let's be brutally honest it didn't before it was it was outdated it was not well they put know, a lot of money into but it, to, to it's that, but, really nice now yeah. compared to where it was and so well team ashleman has booked tickets for this fall and we're gonna check out this new airline we're we're gonna which one did you pick we want to see the eclipse that's gonna happen in it's you know primarily you have to go to the rocky mountains or whatever to see it so we're gonna fly to vegas and drive up in into into utah oh cool um yeah so we got a pretty good deal i Did wish you? we would i wish we would have gotten i know one. that's that's true if you were <laughs> but i bet it i bet you couldn't get them for that weekend anyway because <laughs> we, that booked, would be popular. we yeah. booked our tickets a while back and things were already filling up for the eclipse but there with so. this deal combined with some of the low rates that they've got already especially to like minneapolis and i can't remember there's one other flight that always is, was really low in that group i mean you're going to talk some it, ridiculously low you, bill. If you like, can, if you can carry a backpack on and wear those clothes, you can fly. For there were they had really they had cheap. some. I mean, they have some specials that are really low, but even their regular rates, they've got some that are like fifty nine bucks. So yeah, thir- for one way. So that you know, hundred twenty. So it's a hundred twenty for two people to fly round trip, yeah. plus wow. taxes and fees at the lowest rates, but still. Um, we're gonna have that seems pretty i spend 120 at the grocery store sometimes yeah Yeah. we're gonna have because you're buying meat yes exactly (laughs) we're gonna have her give some examples of some of these cities and how much it costs this saturday on our show so if you're you know thinking okay maybe i need to give this a try just listen in so all right some uh news restaurant uh, restaurant news, I should say, Dave, uh, from North Lincoln. What do we have I'm going to let you help me with the first name of this. Chad. Uh, Ch- Ch- Chad. No, but, uh, but, uh, Ch- Chad on Facebook. Chad on Facebook. But it's, is oh. it Sabor? Sabor Latino. Sabor uh, Latino. Yes, yeah. Sabor. Unfortunately, he said that it closed down two weeks ago. They're in Uni Place. Uh, he happens to own the... Which is? Which, which is... North 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 Forty Eighth, and yeah. there's construction and going on to, mm. up to Adams. Yeah, yeah, in that in that general area there, uh, he owns Blue Velvet uh, Underground Boutique, which is, was next to it. He did mention that Kelly from Kelly's Produce had to lay off all thirteen employees oh. uh, because of the nine month, as he put it, blockade to our neighborhood. Also, Beauty Girl Dresses is temporarily closed and only selling online because of the construction that he said was breaking up the floor inside her building. Wow. She said that. What is going yeah. on over there exactly they right are now? Redoing, they have a roads project going on over there. And at first they thought they could do it 
with just closing one lane at a time. And that's what they told the retail tenants. And now it looks like they have to close the entire width of North 48th Street, you know, the front doors, basically. So um, how far does this go on 48th? And it's, it's in between Layton and Adams. Right now they've got, it's completely shut down um, where that produce, up closer to Adams, where that produce always was every summer. Um, and next it's going to hit those shops and that it's, oh, that's just terribly unfortunate. I, you know, from the city's perspective, they're trying to do something good. They're trying to create an arts district. They're trying to get the infrastructure updated and it's all, all good things. Um, there are parking lots in the backs of these buildings yes. that many parking lots are city owned. You can drive, you know, 47th Street or 49th Street or whatever it's called right. and, and get there. Get there. But the problem for the tenants is unless it's returning customers, they don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really tough on a little neighborhood like this. I wish there could have been a better way to do this. Yeah. And I know there was some excitement among, I, I, I'm not speaking for everybody there, but I know there was some excitement from some of the businesses in that area about sort of the plans. Yeah, the, it's a the, great The long-term plan. plans for the area. It's, it's already an arts district. Right. You know, Westland has a presence there with their theater. There's a dance company up there. There's artist shops, frame shops, well, decorating. Lux, you know. Lux Center for the Arts is right. Lux Center for the Arts, yeah. I bring yeah. my daughter there uh, during the summer for the last several years for camps that she goes to there. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, this is, this, it's, it was tough for this neighborhood during COVID. This is a double wham here. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just looking at the Google Street View of it, and you click on, you like hover over the businesses that are there, and a bunch of them permanently closed, temporary closed, yeah. temporary closed, yeah. uh, right now, um, and these one, these are local open. small businesses. These are the tight, vast, the vast local majority businesses, of them. and they're right. in a neighborhood with call you know college students that don't have you know have necessarily have a lot of disposable income and working class people, and this is a particularly tough deal for them. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. All right, uh, let's talk about some of the other things that are going on right now. Uh, let's go to the south, Robin, and uh, talking about southwest area of town, 14th and Yankee Hill Road. What do we have? Well, I think I, I don't even know exactly what's happening at 14th and Yankee Hill, but what we do know is that the planning director approved an update to a site layout for the use of a new social hall at the southeast corner of South 14th and Yankee Hill. Okay. Right. That would be next to the uh, railroad track that runs runs by yeah, there. Yeah, there's a railroad track down there. And it's there's, kind of a, it's a little bit of a pie-shaped type of lot. It's a vacant lot. Um, it's where it's where um, Yankee Hill dead ends into 14th. Yep. And then you lose your life in all those potholes trying to turn that <laughs> corner, you know, because nobody wants to take care of the potholes by the railroad track. Um, but yeah, it, apparently something going on there in that little pie-shaped piece of land. All right. Um, 66th and Pioneers. Dave, Cedars. What do we have? Cedars wants to construct a 9,000 square foot indoor rec center between their main building and the outdoor basketball court and uh, that will have a 
apparently a half court gym cardio and fitness associated really? with it. I know they've had some, they've got some land back there that they can work with there, but Cedars um, has been they've doing, been expanding that for a, a bit here. Yeah, they've been doing uh, a lot of uh, construction work with with their facilities. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And same with uh, down at 64th and Pine Lake. Same thing with Youth for Christ Campus Campus Life. Is that what it's yeah. called? Uh, Matt Schulte, the county commissioner, is the nonprofit director of that organization. They have a pretty big project there. They're adding 22,000 square feet of floor area for a club. So this would be the size of a mega fitness facility or something. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, a, yeah. or an well, a good sized one. It's like an Aldi sized building. I don't. I don't know when they started being located out there, but man, being there has sure changed in terms of how it feels. Oh boy! It I sure mean, it wasn't has. that long ago that that was the country, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Complete the country. Now they got a now they got a fire and police station on right, one side. Right. They got a coffee house on the other side. They got a very busy intersection right to the east of it um, at that point, and tons of traffic going by it all the time. Yeah, that is busy. Yeah, especially it, when Yankee Hill it certainly gets changed shut down. over the last couple of decades. Let's it's put it that turned way. into bumper to bumper traffic. There. I, yeah, I had a friend who basically lived out in the uh, <laughs> in what is now the the developed area that is Village Gardens, who lived right. there when I was in high school, and it was it felt like a, a completely rural residence. Right. You couldn't get there cell were, tre- phone. There were trees get everywhere. It was a gravel road. We drove yeah. a gravel road out to get to it. It was right. a gravel road. So that was. I mean, I was a while back. I'm getting old, but yeah, that was. That it's it's still weird to be back there now, just because I remember mm-hmm. it so much from that time. So, uh, all right, uh, and then let's see. Looks like we have one more here in West Lincoln, Dave. Well, I'll let Robin talk about this because she's the one who found this, double and I didn't e- see it. Double Eagle Golf um, Simulation applied for a liquor license. They are in the Kinetics Building. Mm. Out okay, on I've walked Coast. by that place a lot. Yeah, yeah, going into Kinetic. Yeah, yeah. All right. It's it's interesting the different types of businesses that are getting liquor licenses. Yeah. Um, uh, hair salons. Right. A lot nail, of hair salon, salons. A lot of nail yeah. salons. Well, I'll tell you what. That I mean, kinetic. Uh, I've been there a lot because I've got kids who play sports. But there are more and more sports facilities, and this is a separate entrance. But there are more and more sports facilities, big ones. Like you go to the UBT Center in Elkhorn. You go right. to that one in Council Bluffs, and they've got bars and restaurants inside of them now yeah. that that do alcohol and sometimes food just right there by the now you can't bring it out at least the alcohol but you can you can go if your kid has four games there during the day and you've got a two-hour break instead of getting out and going going into town and they're trying to find somewhere there to get, they're going to keep you there and have you get get a couple of drinks and have lunch before you go back out to the next game I don't know about the why the the wisdom of mixing alcohol and youth sports, but your parents have youth sports. But <laughs> is it isn't it interesting that there used to be? I mean, I wouldn't even just call it barriers for alcohol between kids and adults. I mean, it was like a Berlin Wall between kids. Yeah. Right. And now, I mean, that's now that Berlin Wall is just completely coming down. Right. It's because you have to pay so much now. That's why you need the alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 the that's alcohol true. is turned into a funding source. Yeah, yeah. And, no, and, and I, I was no, saying the parents are paying the parents, so much yes. for their kids to be there. They need the alcohol. For, for, oh, for oh, youth oh, sports. I see. Yeah. 
And they and they do and they are at the places I was talking about, like Elkhorn and Council Bluffs, and I'm sure others. There, it's completely cordoned. Off. I mean, it's a completely separate section. It's not like there are people carrying like right. beers around the basketball games, but it's like a restaurant inside of those places. So, all right, uh, what do we have coming up on the show this Saturday at noon? Our show started in 2010, and about a month after we started our show, we had a Lincoln Public School, one of the high school alumni in from the Focus program, an entrepreneur program. Twelve years later, she's back. Oh, and really? She has started her second business in Lincoln. So, so she was just finishing high school then? She was then, in high school when we had her school. on. She yeah. had just completed the entrepreneurial program. No kidding. At, at LPS. So this is kind of a rearview mirror. Uh, she's going to come in and tell us what she learned from LPS Entrepreneurial School and how she used it to start this business this year. That's cool. All right. So a little update from 13 years. Yeah. yeah. From 13 years that have passed between your p- previous interview and this one. Um, okay. And uh, what else do we have? New lunch place downtown. We'll talk to an owner who's in Lincoln. He's from the East Coast. Um, start a new lunch place. We'll tell you where. All right. There you go. You can hear that Saturday at noon right here in KLIN. If you can miss, you can hear the podcast at KLIN.com or at podcasthousemedia.com. There you go. All right. Hey, Robin, Dave, great to talk to you. We will, it's been uh, a month. Yeah, it has been a month. I, and uh, I'll be here for a while now. Yes. So, yes. All right. We'll take a break. We've got Sports with Caleb next. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Your home for intelligent conversation and informed analysis. Please stick to the facts. 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, it's 837 LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Glad to have you back with us. I don't think we got any rain yet, but is uh, looks like we might be getting another round here today. Radar right now taking a... Look at that, and we are at, right now here at the uh, 837 refresh of this thing, we've got a system, this is a non-severe system, by the way, but uh, we do have a pretty good good blob of precipitation just entering York in between York and Seward, and it looks, you know, barring the, the typical situation where somehow it splits like the Red Sea right around Lincoln and doesn't seem to hit Lincoln. It looks like you're going to have um, this first round. This first round is going to go straight through here and and uh, probably just a nice rain shower that goes along with this. Like I said, there's nothing. Looks like there's some lightning, too. It might be a bit of a thunderstorm, but nothing severe. There are no watches or warnings that are associated with this. And then behind that, Caleb, um, we've got even more precipitation and a little bit heavier, maybe some stuff that could develop a bit more severe as you get further down I-80 that is just kind of entering the Kearney area right now. And then to the north of that, that's moving to the east-southeast. That could be something that'll be a bit of a, I wouldn't say an issue, but something that you'll be contending with throughout the course of the day today. Predominantly through the morning. Predominantly through the morning. Predominantly through the morning. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how far, how uh, how fast this system continues to move, and then, and then it'll probably be nice and nice and humid this afternoon when uh, the hottest part of the day gets here as well. So that's what we got. That is your um, that is your update there. Um, you know we uh, 
we were talking earlier. This was this is an interesting story. So uh, a legislative candidate in in Nebraska has is uh, announced that he is going to run. This is not in Lincoln. This is uh, District Twenty Three, and the legislative candidate named Jacob Wolf. And Jacob Wolf has announced he actually did it three weeks ago. According to a Nebraska Examiner article, he announced that he is going to be a candidate for District 23 in the Nebraska legislature. So District 23, um, if if you think of it north of here, so Saunders, Colfax County, big chunk of Butler County as well. So throws his hat in the ring, has the initial, you know, kind of get together, kickoff party and that sort of thing. His next order of business, moving to his district. <laughs> he has not yet established a home in the district which he has announced he is running for. Which, by the way, this I mean, th- this may, maybe it won't surprise you, but at this point in the game, you do not need to reside in the legislative district. That you are running for. So, hypothetically, you or me or any of you listening right now, so long as you're a Nebraska resident, you could run for, on July 13th, 2023, you could pick your favorite legislative district. It could be 41 and you could move out to Sherman County. You could pick where you think you've got the most vulnerable situation for an opponent or or there is no candidate right now. The only thing you would have to do, according to the state constitution, is reside in that legislative district one year before you are elected. So, with election day coming up, November, I don't know the exact date, November of 2024, you have got a little under four months to get yourself residing in the, the legislative district that you want to run for. Now, presumably, you're also probably going to have to acquire some knowledge about that legislative district if you don't have it to be able to run successfully there. (laughs) But I suppose there could be, I mean, hypothetically, Caleb, think about this. Uh, For instance, go back to the, the, the Lincoln School Board. And it was a little better this time around, but there have been years for the LPS school board where there are very few contested races. Mm-hmm. They're just not not a ton of people. Either they're happy with their representation or they're just not interested in holding elective office. Uh, it happens occasionally in the state legislature. Not a ton, but there's occasionally races. Could you have a situation in the state legislature where, because of a few factors, number one, it doesn't pay squat, and you've got to put in a ton of time to it. Mm-hmm. It becomes almost a, a second full-time job, number one. Number two, kudos to people who want to run for office today in 2023, but I think most of us want to have nothing to do with that world for a variety of reasons. so it toxic. Looks ter- yeah, it looks terrible and toxic. And it just doesn't. It uh, the amount of 
the amount of different new extreme stressors that it would bring into your life. Um, and I'm, you know, this is even coming uh, from someone who, right, who is, who is a public figure to the extent I'm on the radio talking about things. So, you know, there's, it's not that I'm afraid to have, not that I'm afraid to have some interaction with the public, but about half the interaction you've got with the public, if you're an elected official, is just horrendous, I assume. Mm-hmm. I assume it's, I bet, I'm assuming half of it is horrendous and a quarter of it is like sort of concerning for your safety. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I bet that's, I bet that's not that. I'd like to ask an elected official that. But at least that's my perception of what it is. And for that reason, and that doesn't even that doesn't even talk about the experience of the campaigning and what you need to do to actually campaign. Mm-hmm. Like it's one thing to get appointed to a legislative seat, you know, like happened in my legislative district this year. District 25. Still can't believe you got passed over. I can't either. But it's another thing to actually run for that seat and raise, right, and raise the money, get the money, go door to door. And so my my larger point with that is, I'm beating around the bush here, but my larger point is, I think there are going to be fewer and fewer and fewer people who are interested in holding elected office. And I think that's already happening. Mm -hmm. It's probably already happening. And I think it's more true of certain offices. And I think... You know, I think it's been true of of school board for a period of time. There are generally more people, for whatever reason, who seem to want to run for city council than they do school board. Um, there seem to be, you know, I don't know, it, it, it just depends. But again, you can see with the legislature, especially after this last session, that I've got to imagine the pool of people interested in doing this is steadily declining. And so... Are you ever going to have a district? <laughs> is this possible? Am I, am I cra- yeah, am I crazy? I don't know. Seems- Are you going to ever have a district where everyone's like, I don't want to do that? Seems perfect. Especially possible. if it's, especially A, if it's got, you know, a spread out population. B, if it's a long ways away from Lincoln, right? Because that makes it even more inconvenient. To be to do this, and there are some real spread out legislative districts. Once you start getting west, right, right. So I don't know if that's crazy or not. I don't know. It, I don't think it's happened. But in that situation, in that situation, if somebody really wants to be in the legislature, and they lived anywhere in the state, they lived in Omaha, and they wanted to go way out to. Jerry County or wherever, we now learned, I didn't know this before, but we now learned that so long as they move there by a year before November, November the the or, or say the end of October, the previous year, the year before the election, that they can take over that seat. Now, I'm not saying this like I think this is going to be some kind of a scourge of everyone doing this right now, but it could hypothetically happen. Uh, and and have someone there, but nonetheless, back to the original story. By the uh, way, you you look at some of the some of the legislative districts. District forty three, which covers a lot of northern Nebraska, but then it dips into a little bit of central and kind of west central a little bit. 
Broken Bow and Shadron are four hours apart, and in the and same, they're in the same district, same legislative district. As in, and my district, I probably got fifteen minutes of driving to go from one part of the, one area to the other. And that's if you get that I, I think mine is bigger than some of the other ones in Lincoln and Omaha geographically. Yeah, four hours, four hours apart in those sorts of things. So he. Uh, Anyway, too, he did, they did the story on this Jacob Wolf who's running and uh, wants to be in District 23. He's registered to vote in Omaha. He would not tell the Nebraska Examiner, evidently, where he's living at this point, other than that he's renting a place just outside of the district. Hmm. So, and he's he's a registered voter in Douglas County, which is in Michaela Cavanaugh's district, which is his parents' home. But he was in the he was in the military. He was a an officer in the Navy Civil Engineer Corps, the Seabees, um, and so he he got a new naval assignment that said he delayed his return home and search for residence. So I'm not I mean I'm not saying this to imply that he's doing something, you know, not above board here at, at this point or anything like that. Although although it would be interesting if you were voting in that district and. And I don't know if he's got any history of of living there previously. I didn't. I didn't see or look right. back into his entire childhood. But we talk about name if you've got no chance, if you've never lived there at all, I wonder how voters would feel about that. Right. And it would be a little bit different in Lincoln if it was one Lincoln district to another, because it feels a, a, that's a little bit different than going from Omaha to mm-hmm. Wahoo, right? Say. With this whole thing, because at the said, very least, if you're if you moved across town here in Lincoln and you're in a different legislative district and you run, you can still talk about how things you would do would benefit Lincoln. Right, right. But he said he was there a lot, growing up, visiting parks, county fairs, playing sports, those sorts of things. So I assume that means he's never he's never lived there at all. And then a Nebraska Examiner actually went through and talked about some of the other. I forgot a couple of these. Um. Tyson Larson, when he was uh, he was in the legislature, he's a graduate of Weeping Water, but he established because that's that's near Omaha, right? Uh, he established his residence uh, in near O'Neill at that point, oh. which was his grandfather's ranch. So he started living at Grandpa's ranch in O'Neill and beat the he when he first ran for legislature, beat the incumbent there. Running out of that district, and then got reelected to that seat after going from Weeping Water all the way up to O'Neill. Okay, which I know you're familiar with O'Neill. Uh, yeah, I've been up there several yes. times, and my my brother-in-law is from Atkinson. Yeah, whole family up yep. there. Or there was Scott Kleb, and this was in the federal. This, this was he was running. This was the original. Um, time adrian smith ran i believe was this adrian smith's first time running this was 2006 so this was my first year on the radio okay and And i believe adrian smith was first elected in 08 no because kleb went maybe he ran twice that maybe kleb ran twice then but kleb went against adrian smith no kleb no it was kleb and smith in 2006 i'm pretty sure because that was the very first set of elections that i covered here on klin and I think 
Was that, would he have been replacing, he wouldn't have been replacing Osborne then at that point. Was there somebody in between them? He ran in 06. Yes. Three-term incumbent Tom Osborne gave up the seat to okay. run for governor. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. How could I forget? Because the governor's race when that happened was Osborne versus Heineman in that 2006 election. Yep, so he did win in 06. I, st- I forgot Tom Osborne ran for governor and lost. Is that still amazing when you think back and hear that? I, I, that totally slipped my mind for a moment, even though it was a huge thing on the radio that we were doing at that time. But anyway, that year, Scott Kleb was going against Adrian Smith. He was a native of Colorado, but he was working in the Sand Hills. He was a ranch hand mm-hmm. in the Sand Hills at that time. And that was one of the critiques that he got as well. Well, heck, the same thing happened with with Bob Carey when he ran against Deb Fisher. And whether or not he was, because he was out there with the the new school at that point, and there were questions about if he had established res, residency as well. But yeah, so that was Adrian Smith's first time winning that seat, 2006. And I believe that was, the, that was Fortenberry's first re-election. At that point in 2006, I believe he ran in 04 for the first time, and then he went in 06. But Adrian Smith can do that as long as he wants, can't he? Uh, yeah, He's, because he, he won that election, and then his re-election in 08, 87%. 2010, 88%. 2012, 82%. I wonder what that's like. Was unopposed in 2016. Wow. Has never had... Less than 66% of the vote. And it was close and tight with Scott Kleb, I think. Kleb ran a, I mean, Scott Kleb, and I mean, now you mainly hear about Jane Kleb, but Scott Kleb was the one that you had heard about at that point. And I think that race was pretty close. I mean, as as close as a race between a Republican and a Democrat. 55 is what, 55 40 is what it was. That's close between a Republican and a Democrat in the third district. And then it hasn't been close since. At all. Can Adrian Smith be a congressman for life? Yeah. Absolutely. I wonder what that's like. like I wonder he, uh, how many how many districts is that the case in the United States in the House where you've got someone there and there's legit there's legit no way they're ever gonna lose. Well what it, what that says is Tom Osborne could have been congressman for life. That's probably true. Could he have just continued running? With without trying to go for governor, could he have just been running? It's an interesting constantly. alternate history if he didn't challenge Heineman, decided to stay in the house, mm-hmm. and how long would he have? How long would he have kept doing that and stayed in the house? Now he'd probably be out by now, right? But yeah, but that Adrian Smith owes his whole congressional career to Tom Osborne. Go, well, maybe he was going to quit anyway, but going on that run against Dave Heineman, that I, he lost. He lost to Dave Heineman. Young ones, you you don't even know about that. A former Husker football coach became a congressman, and then he ran for governor as as what people thought is the most popular, literally, literally the most popular man in the state, and he lost an election. He lost an election, probably largely because of immigration policy stuff, education policy. Those those two things I think were the big ones. Can we blame it on Callahan? 
Team wasn't playing no. well. Yes. And, uh, well, Callahan won the Big 12 North that year. <laughs> Zach Taylor was a quarterback that year. They ended up in Kansas City. I went to Kansas City and watched him play in Arrowhead. Coldest I've ever been in my life. <laughs> it's 855. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. I'll just Malcolm Byron. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right. Wrapping up the show at 74 degrees. Uh, still no rain here in Midtown Lincoln, but we expect to see some here in the next, uh, probably during the 9 o'clock hour. And uh, probably sticking around for a little bit after that. But as Caleb said, should be wrapping up uh, in the afternoon hours at the latest. Uh, tomorrow on the show, it's Request Line Friday. That's the show where we take it back to what music radio used to be, where you determine what was playing by requesting songs. The way you do it now is by texting us at 402-479-1400. So if you've got a song you want to hear on the show tomorrow or Maybe just a tidbit of the song, but we'll have fun with it. Text it in to 402-479-1400. Sometimes we do themes, but not tomorrow. It's been too long since we've made it wide open for you. So whatever you want to hear tomorrow, you can text that song in and any dedication to 402-479-1400. See you tomorrow, 9 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln. From the-